You are listening to the Thundercling Podcast. <laughs> Just rippling abs. How are we going to get fucking sponsored by these guys if we can't even get the name right? Did you say you're doing wrestling moves? Oh god, I'm bleeding. Jason Kale was walking around on stilts. was fucked up. Hi, I'm Feedy. My name is Dave. And you're listening to the Thundercling Podcast. Podcast. And this episode is not like the others. This is just going to be a little guy. This is going to be a little guy uh, because we have had some stuff come up in our personal and professional lives. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the crux of the issue is that we had an interview scheduled for today. Um, we canceled that a number of days ago and thank God our guest was gracious enough to reschedule with us in about, uh, I don't know, nine days. I think not this coming Monday, but next Monday we'll have that interview. So obviously, uh, Thundercling will not be coming out in the two or three week window that you guys are used to. Um, but you guys have been listening for over 30 episodes and supporting us and giving us feedback and we've been interacting online it's been a lot of fun and i thought we thought um do you guys deserve to know why we're not going to have an episode up during our usual window yeah we usually release two to three weeks every two to three weeks yep yep like clockwork a a fucking look kind of a broken clock but still like clockwork every two or three weeks um so uh we, well, I lost, um, the community lost a climber, um, six or seven days ago last weekend named Nolan Smythe. And, uh, I'll, I'll just kind of tell you what happened here a little bit. Um, I think it was on March 6th, my friends, Aaron Livingston and, no- and many of your friends too, listening likely, <clears throat> Aaron Livingston and Nolan Smythe were climbing a route called, logical progression which is a 513 uh free route up the 2800 foot el gigante wall um in chihuahua mexico and uh nolan was leading on pitch 14 and he came to a a stance where he was just resting on a ledge and that ledge broke and after it broke the rock severed his rope and he fell um, from the 14th pitch. And Aaron was stranded on the route. Aaron and Nolan are our best friends. Been They discovered climbing together. Um, thank God Aaron has all the knowledge you could ever want in a climbing partner. He's a San Juan guide. Um, super, super experienced. And both of them are just, was wildly talented. Um and Aaron managed to rope solo up to a, a, a different ledge. And he was, uh, thank God, rescued about 30 hours later by Mexican um, climbers. And uh, so Nolan obviously didn't make it. He passed away. And at this point, right now, Nolan's body has been recovered uh, for his family. Thank goodness. And everybody is safe and back in America um, but I've never really experienced this before and, uh, I haven't really, well, he was, he, a, he was a good friend of yours. Yeah. He was, um, 
I met Nolan in 2014 and <laughs> we basically uh, lived and climbed and even worked together um, for four winter and spring and a bit of fall seasons in Bishop. And uh, that whole crew became real close friends, Aaron and Nolan. And <clears throat> I'd like to say, uh, you know, offer my condolences to Savannah Cummins, who is um, Nolan's girlfriend right now. And of course, Aaron, we're thinking about you every hour. And, uh, you know, just sending you all the thoughts we can. And, you know, I'd like to offer my condolences to Jackie Marr who dated Nolan. He, she's also a close friend of ours and they dated for five years. They just um, broke up amicably about a year ago. And I know she's having a hard time right now too, but we'll all get through it. But I thought um, maybe the Thundercling podcast is kind of jovial and fun and goofy. And I didn't really feel like yeah. uh, trying to fake my way through it. Um, but I also don't feel like pouting. So we're just going to say that. And that's why we're not going to do it this week. I, I just, frankly, I don't feel up to it and I don't want to, and I don't want to fake it. And that's just all there is to it. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. But this kind of shit teaches you some lessons for sure. And we'll go into those lessons maybe at some other time when we can formulate the words. But most important is, you know, hold your loved ones close. What happened to Nolan was an absolute freak accident um no yeah. fault of his uh he was rigging for sasha de julian and her team i mean they were climbing that route but they were also rigging for her and you know sasha would have been standing on that same ledge yeah absolutely uh, just a few days later and uh it just happened to be nolan and it's just so sad He's just a 26-year-old guy. Um, you know, there's a lot of cliches that get tossed around when you lose someone about how they were so, you know, they never said a bad word about anybody and they were so psyched on life and they were so happy and positive. But the real truth of that is that that cliche is born out of people who actually are like that. And Nolan was that person and every single person that knows him. And there are a lot of people out there. Here's an example of that. Uh, when I heard the news, of course, everybody who heard the news and was friends with Nolan was, was crushed, just absolutely crushed. Um, and then, you, you know, you kind of go online to grieve with everybody and see how everybody's doing and your messaging and telephone calls and all that stuff. And, it suddenly it became evident that Nolan, see Nolan had this young man's exuberance and like just absolute love of life that when you were around Nolan, he was the kind of guy that said, I love you all the time. And he'd give you fucking hugs all the time. And, uh, it was great. <laughs> and, uh, but w what you realized is, Nolan had a lot of people that felt this way about him. He had his base jumping crew. He was in a very accomplished base jumper, um, a very accomplished rock climber. And he had his rock climbing crew and he had his base jumping crew and he had our crew, our Bishop crew and his big wall crew and all of these disparate people who are, you know, that he touched so dearly. And, uh, so anyway, that is why we're not going to have that. And we're just sending out 
all the love to all of Nolan's friends and especially his poor family. I just can't imagine what they're going through right now. Um, but we're here for him. We're here for all you guys. And, you know, hold your climbing partners close. Hold your loved ones close. There's just, there's no guarantees in this life when it can just all be taken away so instantly. And we shouldn't waste a moment. If there's one thing that a guy like Nolan can teach us is that's just... You know, the thing I was thinking about the, the other day yeah. is that Nolan <clears throat> was that when I met him, he was just like 20 years old yeah. and he was nowhere near the climber he would become. I met him when he was climbing, you know, V5 and six and just like didn't know how to, yeah. didn't know how to heel hook yet. Like mm-hmm. literally couldn't do high plains drifter because he didn't know how to heel hook mm-hmm. and he kind of refused to learn because <laughs> he's like, I don't need these tricks. Yeah. Um, but Nolan had no debt. He had no like worries. Mm-hmm. He had no like adult worries. And the, you can look at people like that and be like, oh, you, they're so lucky. But the thing about those people is that if they're unique like Nolan, they use that yeah. as a tool to like live life to its absolute fullest and just go on adventures constantly and build memories and support their friends and be with their friends and constantly he was not he was not anywhere near a loner loved people wanted to you know loved his partners and um i loved seeing it sometimes you can get uh grumpy about that or jealous or have envy but when you meet people like nolan who are just like using this opportunity of no debt and no like worries yet no kids and he was just like fueling his life with all these adventures. I don't know. I'm rambling. No, I, I haven't really thought about what to say. Well, everything you said is really, I don't know. It's it's good to hear about him, man. It's sad to hear that he's gone. And yeah, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for the whole, just this, the saddest thing that me and Lynn, you know, Lynn's close friends with him as well. Yeah. And the saddest thing that I was thinking was like all the people that didn't get to meet Nolan. You yeah. know, that's, that's really... I mean, one of the tragedies. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's one of every, everyone who does some kind of sport with some danger. This is like their, one of their greatest fears, you know, someone gets hurt or or dies and yeah, it can happen where we participate in a really, really dangerous sport, uh, that we do the best that we can to mitigate all of those dangers. But the truth is that our lives are always on the line. So Make sure to double check, triple check everything. Pay attention to what your partner is doing at all times. Wear a helmet even if you have the goofiest helmet, even if you wear an Ekron rock. <laughs> Put on your Ekron rock and take your selfie. Um, be safe out there. And uh, yeah, just yeah, the people in your life who you need to say I love you to, do it. At all opportunities, I would say. Yeah. That's it. Well, thanks for sharing, man. I, yeah. I think that was, I mean, like, yeah, I think <laughs> pretty good reason to postpone, I think. And, yeah. Uh, well. What else is going on? We have, um, while we were doing this, I, you know, I wanted to reach out and just tell everybody why we're, we're not having a show. So that's that. Um, and if anybody's struggling out there, feel free to get a hold of us. Uh, me specifically, if, if you're struggling with Nolan's loss, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to give everybody a virtual or real hug. I can't wait to, when Aaron gets back to give him the biggest hug in the world. 
Um, but you know, we're also have some other things going on on the planet. That's yeah, pretty scary and funky right now. And that's the coronavirus. So we're not going to keep you much longer, but we decided to reach out to a couple climbing doctors yeah, and ask them if they had any advice uh, specifically for climbers. And actually two of them got back to us. Um, one you may know of, his name is Michael Pang. If you I don't know, know Michael I didn't Pang, know who that was. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a climbing doctor based out of Arizona. I think he works about one week a, a month and the rest of the time he's out climbing. Mm, that sounds good. Um, I think it was last year he had a profile written about him in rock and ice. Um, he was part of that Bishop crew too. He knew Nolan as well. Um, but I, we reached out to Michael Pang and he gave us some thoughts about the coronavirus for really climbing specific. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to hear this stuff, if you're sick of hearing about coronavirus, Asta La Vista will talk to you in, in two a, weeks. Yeah. Um, but if you do want to stick around, it's just a couple more minutes here and I'll read exactly what he sent across. Should I do that? Yes, Didi? do it. Okay. So this is what Michael Pang wrote me. He said, okay, a few brief thoughts on, a, on coronavirus and how it relates to the climbing community. First, I suspect the majority of the climbing community is generally healthy and a significant percentage is younger, below 40 years of age. That is not true for me. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. And therefore, unlikely to experience any serious symptoms if they were to contact... Uh, COVID-19. So don't freak out about it. It's generally older people and or those with chronic medical conditions who are more prone to complications from the virus. Second, if you're having symptoms, fever, cough, shortness of breath, call your physician or your local ER if you don't have a doctor for guidance. Do not go to the climbing gym if you're experiencing, experiencing those symptoms. Third, consider taking a break from the climbing gym. Sorry, climbing gym owners and all the people we've interviewed, but this is just the truth. Um, Any place with a high concentration of people in a relatively enclosed space can be a source of infection. Could not be a worse place than a climbing gym, especially a movement. Climbing gym is insane. You are supposed to touch everything in a climbing gym. That is what it's built for. (laughs) Like you are, you're supposed to put your hands on it. I'm effed. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I hope the climbing gyms don't close because of all those people who will lose their um, incomes, but we got to face facts here. Um, any place with a high concentration of people in a relatively enclosed space can be a source of infection, obviously, particularly climbing gyms with hundreds of filthy, possibly snot-smeared hands pawing over every hold uh, during the course of each day. This is still Mike, uh, Michael Pang talking. You have no idea where the hands that grab that sloper before you have been. Smarter to stay home if you want to decrease your chance of infection. Fourth, if you must get your gym session in, then try to practice good hygiene with, with frequent use of hand sanitizer. And that hand sanitizer needs to contain at least 60% alcohol. Okay, remember that. If you can find it. Jesus, yeah, Denver yeah, sold right. out of toilet paper, for Movement God's sake. does still have some, some hand sanitizer miraculously. But good, that's yeah. That's a pile of gold. Yeah, it is a pile. Yeah, we're going to be uh, selling that stuff someday. Um Limiting skin-to-skin contact with others, coughing into your sleeve. Um, Although if you have a cough, you shouldn't be in the gym in the first place. Avoid touching your face. Definitely avoid touching your face. Uh, Fifth, this is still Michael talking. If COVID-19 is prevalent in your community, then you're strongly encouraged to stay home and avoid crowds. Sixth, climbing outside at the crag is probably slightly better than climbing at the gym. 
particularly if it's not a crowded crag, like not super crack buttress or Iron Man traverse on a weekend. Uh, but still try to avoid close contact with others. And if your project has a ton of people waiting at the base, then, you know, pick another climb. That's what Michael says. Um, and he finishes was with, uh, that's kind of all I can think of off the top of my head. Rad probably has more to say and probably says it better. So thank you, Michael Pang, for that. And he was talking about Radhika Ratnabalasurier. Our um, other doctor friend. Yes, and I'm going to call her Dr. Rad because pronouncing her last name is, is very difficult. But Rad um, is somebody else that I reached out to, and Rad is on the front lines. Michael mm-hmm. Michael Pang isn't exactly on the front lines. He works at a different kind of hospital, but Rad is an ER doctor who cares a ton about her patients. Mm-hmm. Um, pain, she painfully cares about her patients and is constantly fighting for better health care and blah, blah, blah. She's a real warrior. So we thank her for that. And she wrote one thing that I'm going to leave you guys with. Um, this is a little bit longer. But and like I said, if you're sick of hearing about the coronavirus, just turn it off and we'll talk to you later. But if you want to hear a bit oh, more. Yeah, yeah. Before you start, yeah. I do want to bring up someone called Movement the other day while I was working. And they're like, hey, um, just curious. So you guys are disinfecting stuff, right? And we're like, yeah, we're, you know, we're trying our best. We have, we're spraying down surfaces and cleaning surfaces frequently you know like you know there's the implicit understood nature of being in a climbing gym yeah when they were like cool um so do you guys are you guys washing each hold after every oh someone climbs it oh no and i was like um no we're not <laughs> we're not doing that i was like you know it would probably be easier if we closed the gym <laughs> yeah so that was just a kind of interesting funny question someone called to ask about but yeah i mean the truth is is <clears throat> What we're we're two weeks behind Italy, and we all see what's happening in Italy. Yes, and um, as far as our government governmental capabilities have shown, we're likely on a similar path to Italy. Mm-hmm. So I think you climbers um, ought to prepare for some gyms closing. Yeah, for sure. Yes, I, I would imagine that's going to happen. A, it is just a clock ticking clock. I had an amazing stacked April of really fun stuff I had. I was going to go to, <clears throat> I, I just started climbing again from my torn meniscus. So I was really excited Days about that. Um, and then also I was going to go to Pennsylvania <laughs> for the Olympic wrestling trials. Yeah. And then the next week I was going to see Pearl Jam in Denver. I had tickets for all this stuff. Yeah. Well, Pearl Jam canceled their tour and the Olympic wrestling trials, they haven't, mentioned anything but i guarantee it's going to be canceled and i don't really want to go even if it is i mean i'm not afraid to fly but i'm not that old people i'm not that old (laughs) yeah so i i think we should all prepare for probably some gyms closing so if if you're working on your home woody maybe take some afternoons off and finish that thing up up. um but anyway uh, i'd really like to thank rad for what she uh wrote to me and i'm gonna uh read it verbatim and um, what she wrote, I mean, she gave me references from like the CDC and Colorado.gov. So this is some really good information for you guys. Again, if you don't want to hear it, yeah. if you've been watching CNN all day, no problem. But like, if you're still here, hey, what's up? Yeah. If you, Thanks if you'd, for hanging out. If you'd like to hear it, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Um so she writes first that this is a disclaimer. It's her personal opinion and shouldn't be taken as medical advice for a, any specific condition. Um, 
But from here on, this is going to be verbatim. This is rad talking. Again, an ER doc literally on the front lines of all this stuff. Um, first and foremost, do not panic. Although COVID-19 has understandably created a state of anxiety and fear for many people, there's no need to panic and doing so will create more harm than good. Obviously. All right. Do however, take public health warnings seriously. She writes, isn't this just like the flu? No, this is not like the flu. The yes. World Health Organization estimate of 3.5% mortality is looking to be quite accurate. This is compared to 0.1% mortality with flu. Even at the bottom estimate of 1% mortality with coronavirus, this is still 10 times as deadly as the flu. And this is me talking, but one thing we have to remember, it's called novel for a reason. That means yes. nobody's ever seen anything like this before. There is no cure. So just take care. Once again, almost everybody listening probably has nothing to worry about, but the thing is you can transmitted if you get yeah. it. Um, uh, next, she writes, how is this spread? COVID-19 is spread person to person by droplets that you come into contact by uh, in two different ways, either by being near someone who is coughing or sneezing droplets or by touching a hard surface like a doorknob, a bathroom door, a desk, etc., um, where the virus has been spread by someone coughing or sneezing droplets onto that object. So it is airborne. The virus uh, usually only survives a few hours on hard surfaces, but it can survive for days. So keep that in mind. Next, Rad writes, how can you help? Three major concepts will help us control the spread and spread, uh, control the spread and save lives. Number one, wash your hands. You've heard all this before. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds with soap and water. Count it out or sing a song to help make sure you scrub the entire 20 seconds because I can feel long sometimes as anybody who brushes their teeth for the certified one minute knows like, when is this going to be over? Uh, scrub under your nails on the back of your hands and in between your fingers. Do this often hand sign hand sanitizer should only be used when you have no access to wash your hands with soap and water. And it should contain, like Michael said, at least 60% alcohol to be effective. Uh, number two, social distancing. Uh, I'm not going to read all that, but I'm guessing you guys know what that means. Um, she writes, you know, try and see just a friend or two outside and go on a walk, ride bikes, go have a picnic in the park, take a growler of beer to drink outside or on your patio instead of sitting at the brewery, order takeout and have just a couple friends over, you know, order groceries yeah. online or go during non-peak time, work from home if possible, ski back country if, or instead of at the resort. Um, and yeah. No, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I don't want to hopefully say something that, rad's about to say but the i kind of just want to you know there's the other day at the gym someone was at the front desk and they were like you know being like i don't you know all this panic is is overreacting it's not it's not that big of a deal you're gonna get kind of sick but you're gonna be fine and i think for anybody who feels that way strongly just remember that the main concern in general i believe is the fact that nobody has a resistance to this so everyone is extremely susceptible. And if you, if a huge amount of people get it, which is what happens when people go to, to uh, like a climbing gym and spread it to 500 other people, you can easily overwhelm the healthcare system that we have currently. And that's yeah. the biggest danger is people who do need people. So the survivability rate, you know, is probably high if you were one of the people with complications and you get to the hospital, but it, it'll be, much less likely for you to survive if the hospital with is has no more respirators because they're already being used by everyone else who has these complications. So essentially, 
by slowing down the spread, you know, yeah, you are you are potentially saving lives, and that's the main concern. I would I believe that's exactly right. Me and Rad talked about that last night. Is um, you know that it's not just coronavirus. Like I'm not panicked about it. You're not panicked. It's not being panicked. Just you know being prepared. Um. But the thing is, if there are enough people with coronavirus symptoms, and it is scary, and you are going to go to the hospital, but what about the people, what about a a pregnant woman who's suffering from complications, or somebody who needs kidney dialysis, or a man who has a heart attack, and there are no hospital beds because the system is overwhelmed? That doesn't take a lot. So there are people just with normal, everyday problems, or a terrible, somebody has pneumonia. Yes. Or they just have the regular flu, and they need to be hospitalized, and there are no beds left. So... Doing everything we can to stop the spread is, of course, a positive thing. We don't have to be panicked or melodramatic about it. We just just be smart. And not to mention the fact that the people who can treat individuals who have complications or more dire situations are the ones who are getting exposed then, too. So you're reducing the resource, which is our medical professionals. Yeah. So that's a, you know, there's there's layers upon layers of potential reasons to, to... be concerned, you know, it's, it, and I think just being smart and understanding that it is kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, to anybody who's like, I don't get it. I don't get why everyone's, it's just, you get sick. It's fine. There's definitely reason to be, to be thoughtful about this. And anyways, that's sorry. exactly right. That was my, that was my slightly salty response to the annoying people who have been coming up to the front desk and movement and talking about stuff. Well, it upsets me when people say, like, I don't care if I get it. I'm, I'm, I know, thir- I'm 32. It's so dumb. Well, here's the thing about that, you know, and it, good for you. You, Everybody do you. It, uh, frankly, yeah. we there's no way to mitigate this in a, as a society in a place like America when everybody thinks that they have all the answers. Um, but if I go to the climbing gym and some dude has it and he's like, oh, I don't care. It's just coronavirus. And he's he or she is probably going to be fine in two weeks yes. and, and they go climb. Well, you know, my mom's visiting. My 72-year-old mom is visiting on – she's coming here for a week on Sunday. Yeah. And if I get it from Joe Schmo, Joe Schmo at the gym and then give it to my mom, well, well that won't, won't be good at all for my mom. So we have to think about other people too. Anyway, um, Rad writes some stuff about considering uh, – reconsidering non-essential travel of of course and she says you know get your flu shot it's not too late and it'll prevent you from spreading a a different disease that causes mortality and hospitalizations just like we were talking about she writes we need those beds for covid patients not flu patients who could have gotten a vaccine if you're 60 plus get a pneumonia shot as well as an aside if you are over 60 and listening to this podcast Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Truly amazing. Write to us. We um, want to meet you. Yeah, right. We can be friends. Um, and then I'll just finish up. Rad writes um, some things to not do. And I actually haven't read this yet. She says, do not panic. Preparedness is quite different than panic. This is exactly what we were just mm-hmm. talking about. Do not go buy every single toilet paper roll and <laughs> bottle of water. <laughs> too late. Um, which is too late here in Denver. She says, I'm not sure how this helps anyway. Dude, wipe your hand with your ass and take a shower. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I don't understand this. If the world is coming to an end, toilet paper is the last yeah. thing I'm going to be concerned about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dave does, he does that anyways right now. You, Hey man, <laughs> I've been to India. Um, do not touch your face. It is hard to do. I heard somewhere that we touch our face 2,000. This is me. Heard we touch our face 2,000 times a day. Isn't that crazy? 
that doesn't surprise two two thousand times a day like six wow. five or six times a minute that's a, i mean i find myself just like yeah yeah it's, um, a, it's in a habit my two day jobs i'm pretty lucky one is uh construction so i never touch my face because my hands are all gunked up and the other one is writing so my hands are always on the keyboard so i rarely touch my face it's good i'm not real proud of my face anyway so i try to steer clear of it um do not let people capitalize on your fear there is no magical solution or pill as of right now uh in other words do not listen to infowars with alex jones um do not hoard masks i'm not going to read all that stuff hopefully you guys know that you don't need to do that do not go to work events etc if you're sick do not shake hands hug touch yeah, public surfaces with your hands like doorknobs and light switches yeah. that's if, actually something i i think should be emphasized more because it's one of the easiest things to avoid it's yeah. just just don't you don't have to shake people's hands right now it's nothing personal <laughs> if you go shopping bring your own yeah your own shopping bag and you don't have to carry uh, a cart yeah. around yes so just little things you can do. She writes, uh, do not go to the doctor, ED, or urgent care without calling first. And do not expect to get tested for coronavirus. If you guys watch the news, you know that. Um, she says, trouble breathing, can't keep anything down at all and feel incredibly weak. Then yes, come to the emergency room. Come to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Still try to call and give us a heads up if at all possible. Always call 911 if you uh, feel you cannot safely get to them. Um for everyone else, there is now drive-through coronavirus testing in Colorado where you can see if you're a candidate for testing. Um, again, don't get tested at this time because you just want to know or make sure. We need to allocate those tests for people who need them. For more information, Rad writes, go to colorado.gov if you're in Colorado. Uh, backsplash, backs. You know what? I'm not going to read all that because that's too hard to read. But You can go, go to the CDC website too. They have a lot of information. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, do not think getting this over with, quote unquote, is an adequate response. Um, Rad writes, I can't even begin to explain to you why this is a bad idea. Do not use this as, as an opportunity to be racist like our president, calling it a foreign-born virus or the Wuhan virus. It's just a virus, man. They pop up everywhere. Yep. That's fucking disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um, and she writes, do not binge on the news. Maintain your sanity. <laughs> Dude, I'm I mean, speaking of the sure. racist stuff, I mean, have you heard the, there's like, I don't know, like Asian restaurants are getting just like completely boycotted. It's yeah. Like, you guys, um, yeah, that has nothing to do yeah. with that. I if, don't know. It's, that's bizarre to me. That's just, you bizarre. guys are it's fucking dis- idiots. It's disgusting. If you're um, thinking about going to a restaurant, support an Asian restaurant, go yeah. out for Chinese food, go yeah. get Thai food. Um, honestly, yeah, this we could keep talking about all this shit, but, um, <laughs> well, she writes a little bit about climbers here next. She writes, I'm a young and healthy climber. Why should I care? Ooh. Okay. Rad writes, those at high, ri- highest risk are over 60 and patients with underlying medical problems. Mortality is just one number. It does not include how many patients will need to be hospitalized for this. And we do not have capacity for this. Most people will have mild illness, but will be able to spread it to those who are higher risk. Without capacity to take care of the sicker patients, we will likely have to make some tough decisions about who can receive care. This is happening in Italy right now. It's a triage situation over there. To prevent having to make these decisions, we need your help to prevent the spread of coronavirus and give our healthcare system time to adapt to the surges of sick patients. 
it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better, even if it doesn't affect you. And again, not to be panicky. I'm just saying if we take these precautions, then, you know, yeah. maybe we can help mitigate some of this. We can all do a little bit. Um, she writes again, this could be your parents who have diabetes, your grandparents who are elderly, your sister or brother who has a heart transplant or cancer. Um, please think of these populations. Talk to your loved ones now. Um, uh, oh, and she writes, finally, she wraps up a note on beloved crag dogs and cats. This was something I didn't know. So this is pretty cool information. There are no reports of coronavirus in pets in the U.S., but until we know more, CDC recommends limiting contact with pets and animals if you become sick. So, Miko. Yeah. Maybe don't, maybe don't take your pets to the crag for a little bit. But anyway, yeah, thanks take, for take for that, take of that what you will. We just thought we'd throw out something there from um, hardcore climbers who also happen to be doctors. And so we thank uh, Michael and Rad for that info. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. I mean, that's it. Yeah. We look forward, uh, uh, we look forward to, you know, next week's interview. I think it's going to be a great one. And yeah. we also, uh, may have just gotten Hans Florine as yeah. well to be in line for an interview, which is really exciting. So yeah, Hans, uh, mentioned that he wanted to be on while he was in town this week and just can't do it, man. Yeah, it's, it's hard to turn down a, a luminary like that, but we're just not going to do it yeah. right now. I just don't feel like it. And, uh, I don't feel like joking about climbing and talking about climbing. Yeah. There's time for that in another 10 days, eight days or so. So, with that, thanks for listening, guys. Um, Stay healthy. Sorry for the delay, but um, if anybody's struggling out there, any friends of Nolan, feel free to get a hold of me and we can talk it out. And take care of your loved ones. Take care of your climbing partners. And that's it. We love you. We'll talk more about it later. Sounds good. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.